Whoa, Morty. I'm here to talk about one of our great sponsors for the show. Oh, geez. Who, who is it? Uh, well, it's Revenge Lover. Oh, yeah. Revenge Lover. Check out for samples and inquiries. Go to www.revengelover.com. And she's got everything. She's got uh, she's got stuff for portfolios. You, you could totally, totally check it out. Oh, geez. And I also heard, Rick, that... Uh, that if you, uh, you know, mention you heard it on uh, the 4 Eye Radio Network or any one of our podcasts, uh, you get like, you know, 10% off of your first purchase. Oh, Morty, you're so right. Uh, so anyway, so everyone, go back to revengelover.com. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man, it's it's like bitching. Definitely, definitely check it out. All right, Morty, we're out. We, we got to get ready for our... Oh, Morty, we're back finally for episode three. You, you know, Steve-O, he's great at uh, consistency, such as all of his other great podcasts that have crashed and burned. Oh, geez, Rick, you know, you, you got to be nicer to this guy. Morty, I don't I don't know this person's shit. A- anyways, this is finally episode three of Rick and Morty. Woo! Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a really fun episode. I, I sent you into a dead... Almost dead person's body. Yeah, that was that was really scary. Like, like, oh god, we're inside Reuben. It was nuts. Like, there was so much shit. But anyways, kids, you you'll know all about that uh, when you listen to the next episode of Podcast C One Thirty Seven. Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Podcast C-137. Uh, this is Steve-O and finally joining me for the first time is a guest, a guest host finally, um, Anna from Not Another Bee Horrorcast also on the network. So Anna, in case uh, <clears throat> people don't know who you are or whatnot, if you want to say anything a little bit about you or whatnot. Hi, I'm Anna. Um I co-host the Not Another Bee Horrorcast with you. I obviously am a huge fan of, well, I enjoy horror movies and watching horror movies for Bee Horrorcast has actually helped me get a lot better of knowledge of horror movies. And uh, I actually honestly didn't really like Rick and Morty. Whenever you first introduced it to me, to me, it took a couple episodes to actually get into it, but now, I mean, I'm not as huge of a fan as you are, but I definitely enjoy it a lot more. Well, I'm not like trying to get just mega fans on the show. I no, just I know. any anybody who just enjoys the show and some of that, but that is the that is a, a reoccurring thing with Rick and Morty I've noticed is that a lot of people um either start watching and they drop off of it because it's just not for them or it's there's an episode that drops and like, "Oh, okay," and they kind of then that's where they you know, actually, that what actually brings them into the show, you know, where like someone would have it on in the background and then you're like, oh, what is this and stuff? I mean, I'm still surprised that my parents love it as much as like they do because yeah. I'm all like really kind of thing. But um, but uh, yeah, so Anna will be uh, hopefully coming on uh, some other episodes of the Rick and Morty podcast. This is uh, an episode. Um, I wasn't sure if anybody really liked this episode or whatnot, but I was trying to find people who these were like their favorite top tiers episodes and whatnot. Um, I know yours is actually more towards the end of this uh, season, so you'll probably be popping on back on for that. 
Um, but this week's episode was uh, Anatomy Park, yes. episode three of Rick and Morty. Um, so, but I figure before we dive into the episode, I want to do a quick update of some things that uh, kind of not really, it's Rick and Morty related stuff. One thing is more of the, one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty. But of course, uh, if you haven't already noticed this, and again, we don't get any money <laughs> from uh, these people, but a uh, loot crate has just started a Rick and Morty loot crate. That's um, all Rick and Morty stuff. I did sign up for that. So I will be posting that stuff on the uh, Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And of course, if you're wondering where you can find us, you can go to at real podcast, C137 for our Twitter at Rick and Morty podcast, C137 at on Instagram and Facebook is Facebook backslash slash, uh, back, yeah, Facebook backslash podcast dash C dash 137. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of hoops and stuff I had to go through to try to get the ones that I wanted, but it's funny because I see, other Rick and Morty podcasts out there. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I, I was actually kind of mad with one because they try to have the same name as I do, but they haven't done anything with it. Oh. So already out the gates, like I'm <laughs> like, at least I have three episodes. Yes, I know they're few and far between. I got to get better on that. Um, as you can tell in the beginning of the intro of the episode, Rick makes a joke at my expense for that. So uh, <laughs> good for that. But uh, yeah, I'm, they're trying to be every other Sunday, and I've really been lacking on that. So, um, But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm kind of hoping people will listen to this episode and go, oh, this does work a lot better when you have a co-host. <laughs> and maybe more people are like, hey, I'm a Rick and Morty fan. I'd like to be a part of this. So yeah, you can come on. You can talk. You know, We don't even have to do an episode, even if you just want to talk about rick and morty and we'll just do you know an hour of that you know for the podcast so again i'm still trying to get likes i think i need to post this in the blue ribbon army facebook page and to oh, see yeah. what other rick and morty fans are out there um and stuff like that but since it's been a while um i figure i'll ask anna since a lot of listeners who are listening to this might have not heard of b Horrorcast. so how how's your week been and uh what have you been up to um, it was pretty good. I can't really think of anything too crazy that I did this week. Um, mostly just work and trying to get things straightened out so I can go back to school. Um, went grocery shopping today. Woo! Yeah, that's super fun. fun. Actually, honestly, grocery shopping right now hasn't been as bad as it has in the past. I think yeah. the location we go to now, um, like the that fries and just anytime we we go to it, it doesn't seem to be super crowded. Um, it's very easy to get in and out. I mean, we get everything and we're leaving. We're like, wow, we didn't even spend like, you know, it feels like now we're trying to breed, breed our record because it yeah. used to be like an hour and then now it's been an hour in the store, yeah, hour in then... the store kind of thing. And then now it's been like 45 minutes. And I think today was even less than that. I think we got out within like 30 something or whatnot. Yeah, it's like now it takes like less than an hour to go grocery shopping and get back home. And so I think now I'm trying to cut it down to 45 minutes of driving in and out of the store and then driving home. Yeah, I kind of think so. It's been interesting. But uh, yeah, so um, do you have any um, trying to think? Is there anything? Um, well, OK, well, we'll talk about this. You don't have to talk about the the episode in depth. So you started watching Rick and Morty because I started watching it. It was like, oh, you should check this out. What was an episode that really just kind of you were like, OK, I kind of want to see where this show is going to be like going. You know, um, kind of thing. From what I remember, the Lawnmower Dog episode kind of caught my attention. And actually, I think this this episode, 
the Christmas episode might have been the episode that I actually like really kind of latched onto. Which my f- favorite part about this episode, we'll, we'll talk about the Christmas aspect, but I love how it's supposed to be a Christmas episode, but it's barely any like Christmas involvement. Like, yeah, it's a like little the bit. secondary story. The secondary has... story is a little bit to Christmas, but then they do something with it where you're not even talking about Christmas. Yeah. There's something else completely on the table that you're like, what the fuck? It's kind of basically thing? like Christmas is the. Uh, it's like the backdrop. Yeah, it's yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to think of, but I can think of the word. It's exactly what it is. It's the backdrop of everything that's going on. So then you have like this really flimsy explanation as to why everyone is there, and they're like, "Okay, we can move on now." And yeah, just kind of like goes from there, like kind of thing. So it's 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 really kind of funny. So the episode we were talking about, is, of course, is uh, season one, episode three, Anatomy Park. Um, so actually what was really interesting. So what I've been doing, and I shouldn't say been doing, cause I've only done it with one episode so far, um, with, I Which like you've decided to do, I've decided to do, but, um, talk about like, so anatomy park, um, I pulled up the IMDb page so we can give cred where creds do, because obviously without this show, I would not be doing this podcast kind of thing. Um, but like they say, it's Christmas. Uh, Rick shrinks Morty, injects him into a homeless man to save Anatomy Park. Jerry tries to have a Christmas free of electronic devices, but regrets his decision when his parents introduce him to their new friend. Um, sad part is, I feel like that description already gives you more info than most of the horror movies we pull up on IMDb, <laughs> where it's just like, woman stuck in house. Find out what happens. You're like, what? Yeah. But it's like a deaf woman is being stalked by a stranger in her house. So You're it's, like, okay. It's very interesting. So I knew one of the biggest guest uh, stars on this was going to be, uh, what was it, Zeno uh, Bloom, Dr. Zeno Bloom, who's voiced by John Oliver. Of course, uh, last week tonight, um, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's a British oh, gentleman. Gotcha. Super hilarious. So right off the bat, right when he's on the show, like in that episode, when you he his character comes on, you're like, boom, there he is. Uh, one thing I just found out just today, and I've seen this episode, I don't even know how many times, and realized. So uh, of course, you have Jerry's parents. Uh, Leonard Smith is actually voiced by Dana Carvey, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like, I didn't even recognize didn't his even, voice. Didn't even didn't register. Even register. But, um, of, of course, recurring back is uh, Jesse uh, Harnell. Uh, he was on last uh, last episode of Rick and Morty as well. He did a couple of voices. Uh, Je- uh, Jesse Harnell, if you don't Harnell, if you don't know him, he's the voice of Yakko on Animaniacs. Um, he's done like Invader Zim stuff. He's one he of the, likes snacks. He's, Zim. Yeah, he's one of the almighty tallest. Um, I think that's one of my favorite lines from that entire series, yeah. and I don't know. He why. likes snacks. Uh, Zim. So, you know, it's hey, just uh, like snacks. a really kind of interesting, like different casts of people in there. So, um, but yeah, so the let's uh, uh, without further ado, I guess we'll uh, dive right into this episode. So right off the bat, you can see it's Christmas time, um, and you're like, "Oh, okay, it's a Christmas episode." Now, right off the bat, you're you're wondering where this show is going to go, you know, because it's like you had the first episode, the second episodes with the dogs and everything, and the dreaming and all this crazy stuff. So now you're thinking, "Oh my god, they're going to do a Christmas episode," but then it has like nothing to do. With, with Christmas, Christmas is all. I also love, like, the very beginning. It's just, like, our, Jerry is such a weirdo. Because, like, his first line is, Jerry, you are really giving it to this yeah, ham. Yeah, Jerry, <laughs> you're really giving it to this ham. But I have to say, it gives him kind of props because it looks like that Jerry, like, as much as people don't like Jerry and ever wants to be like... He's actually a good cook. He's apparently a great cook. So it's all like, And okay. he's also the one who came up with the th- idea of ovenless brownies. And then Dumb Rick is the one who like, made yeah, it put, happen. Put it happen, which, spoiler alerts, that comes up in a Sorry, later I... episode. We'll get... No, you're good. <laughs> well, I am going to touch reference onto that because there's something that's in this episode that's in the last, actually, episode of season three oh. is brought up. 
okay. uh, from something. So you're like, wait a minute, kind of thing. So it's a very interesting episode. It starts <clears throat> off, you know, and of course, uh, Jerry's like putting together Christmas. His parents are coming over and stuff like that. And what I love is right off the bat is Jerry's like, okay, that's it. No cell phones. Like we're taking this away. And I love with Summer because he's all like, Summer, if you don't give me your cell phone, I'm joining Facebook. She like, goes <gasps> and puts her thing in the back. In, in the back. So it was pretty amazing. That's right. With and that. stalking. And then what I love is uh, uh, all of a sudden Rick's walking in with this like beat up old Santa kind of guy, like this homeless dude. And he's just like, uh, Rick, who's this? And he's like, oh, this is Ruben. Uh, you know, uh, I check up on him every, every year. But I love Ruben's first line is just Pearl Harbor. He's just Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. And then after that, he just goes, Korean. Yeah, Korean. But he's just like, <laughs> yeah, he comes over and, I, you know, I give him a checkup, you know. And everyone's like, oh, that's so sweet. But, even, but it's funny because Jerry's like the only one like, yeah, that's. That's like, weird. That but, is. What gives? Yeah, like what gives kind of thing. So, of course, uh, then Beth and, or not Beth, uh, Leonard and um, Joyce, uh, uh, Jerry's uh, mother and father show up and they also bring this boy, J- uh, this man, Jacob, with them. And he's all like, uh, what's going on? Like, kind of thing. But what I love is like, Rick is just like, oh, hello, hello, Leonard, hello, Joyce, like very proper. So, hey, Morty, um, can I, can I, I need a, your assistance for a little bit, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so they're like having this little dialogue, but I love as soon as you go into the garage, Rick's lab, it's like, oh, shit, Morty, okay, he's fading fast. We got to get you. Like, what, what's going not like you just see it's like this complete change from like really calm to just like flipping out like er moments and i love it because it's all like ruben's in bad shape and he's all like uh you know and like he's just having like pretty much cardiac arrest like right on the table seizure or something and i love how he's just like all right uh try not to uh scream when i shrink you down he's he's like like, hold your breath or else your lungs will collapse collapse he's like wait what and then you see him like put a helmet on morty shrinks him and just injects him into ruben and then you're like oh shit so what's really cool about this episode, it's also the one of the first episodes where Morty kind of has to step up because Rick isn't there. Because Rick is outside of Ruben's body, just kind of give him direction. But That's not really. True. He's just like basically find, you know, Dr. Bloom. He's like, just find Dr. Bloom and everything will be okay or whatnot. Um, so I love like, so already like all that shit's going on. Then they keep going back to the Smiths. Everything else that's going on and with them. it's so calm. <laughs> it's so calm, but then it's getting into this weird, like, so you find out that um, Leonard, uh, Jerry's dad, had a brush with cancer. And they're talking about, like, oh, you know, you know, we almost had to leave, let go. And after losing, you know, his brother and everything that, um, you know, we, we want to take a step back. It's like the body is nothing, you know, and stuff. And then you're kind of going, like, wait is Jacob like Leonard's lover? And he's like, no, 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 nothing at all. It's your mother's lover. And you're like, wait, oh shit. It's even yeah. more fucked up. But I love the dad where he's all like, yeah, usually I watch them from a chair or behind in a closet, but always dressed as Almost super, always dressed as, as Superman. Superman. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God. But I love how Beth and Summer, like Beth is just like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Like I, you know, you, you're opened up your, you know, your heart and your mind and everything like that. And then Summer, and Summer is being I, Summer. Summer's being Summer, but I love it because she's just like basically like ha take my cell phone away this is what happened yeah. like it was just like because he's like happy human holiday dad well you do it better happy human holiday dad so it's just like it's just so funny with that so i love how like jerry's life is literally just crumbling around him when uh yeah like mentally life just crumbling around him where morty's actual life uh human body will be it's crumbling, literally crumbling, crumbling on top of him. him yeah but i love it so like rick is really pushing like so he's they're all talking about the different amusement parks that are inside anatomy park and i love how morty's like reading he's like oh wow there's a, like a 
there's like a churro stand and like uh you know, it was like uh, I can't remember what it was. Like he was reading off some of the things, and he just goes, "Pirates of Pirates the Pirates of the Pancreas," and he's like, oh, "What? What was that, Morty? Oh, nothing. It was just in the order I was reading him. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry to lash out like that, Morty. Uh, Pirates of the Pancreas is like one of my favorite, you know, attraction. I put a lot of heart and soul, you know, it's really into the story. Close to my heart. Yeah, yeah, it's really close to my heart. And it's just like so, like, like. But then you're also thinking that we're going like when you watch all the other attractions, they make sense. Yeah. to be in Anatomy Park because it's like this is like being inside of an actual human but then there's just Pirates of the Pancreas. Which is really funny because I think I honestly the thought process that I had is maybe it's kind of making fun of like because as smart and as incredibly like whip intelligent as Rick is like sometimes you will make like people who are extremely intelligent will make stupid ass decisions mm-hmm. and just be completely blinded to it because it's their own decision or their, it's their own idea and they just it's their baby and they don't want to acknowledge that it's an idiotic yeah, thing like to an idiotic do thing, or, you know, or like say. no tweaks need to be made to it, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. That's you know, that's actually a good point to bring up. Um, yeah, that's because you know, that I that would always happen all the time when you were in like school and you had to do a group project and one person would just get obsessed with it. No, no, this is why like, we're doing it. One this idea. is how we're doing yeah. it, and it's all like this isn't going to work unless we we have to morph it into something that mm-hmm. actually you know. Kind of works. It so needs that, to be like a group project, and it becomes someone's solo project because they're so focused on doing it their own way that they can't see anybody. They can't accept any feedback on it. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with Rick. He's like, because like obviously, like he's the smartest man in the universe. So then, whenever the smartest man in the universe gets into his head that something is cool, like you can't really dissuade him from it because he is the smartest man in the universe and he knows best. Even if it's a dumbass idea like Pirates of the Pancreas. Oh, that's uh, that's pretty funny. I didn't know they had like I was looking at the IMDb. Some they have this goof in there. Mm-hmm. There's a great part in it because they go when Morty and the park employees make it to the food court and Anatomy Park inside Reuben. Morty complains about the smell. However, he's wearing a breathing helmet with uh, external air support. He shouldn't be able to smell anything outside of that. Well, it might be pulling in like recycled air. And, that's like, what I was it curious about. So that's why the smell could come in. That's what I was thinking as well. But I just saw that. I was like, I didn't know they had goofs on. So, so I might have to start checking that with the horror yeah. movies to see if there's like any kind of goofs that we can uh, pull up. Um, but yeah, so like, so Morty's on this adventure where he's pretty much has to get uh, Dr. Uh, Bloom out of there. And then you start realizing shit's just basically it's it's like Jurassic Park where it's like somebody <laughs> sabotaged something because all of a sudden they're inside like the lungs and they're like, don't shoot off anything. We can't damage anything or whatnot. And he's like, oh, there's these bacterias, but the scar tissue, you know, keeps them at bay. Tuberculosis. What was it? Tuberculosis and stuff. And then it's like, oh, my God, they're gone. And they start crawling down like the thing. And the one guy get, uh, gets angry and starts shooting everything. But I love that because what I love about that is they're all escaping and this new guy shows up. It's the guy in the dog suit. And he takes off the hat. He's like, hey, guys. And then right off the bat, Dr. Bloom's just like, you put that back on. Like, <laughs> like he's not allowed to show his face, which I died laughing because that's like the Disney code. Yeah. Like, if you, you cannot remove that helmet, if you're in like a Mickey Mouse costume or any of the characters that have like that head thing, you cannot remove that outside inside the park or else all hell will fucking break loose like kind of thing so i love how he's just like you put that back on <laughs> it's like they're it. not even actually open for open business yet. and he refuses to let him take it off take it off which i thought was great um so then i love it because it's like uh yeah they're escaping and then they find out there's like a there's a the giant ray in the rectum that can oh yeah you know make them big to get out of there kind of thing um because all of a sudden uh when the tuberculosis thing happens 
He's like, oh, tuberculosis, I can clear that right up. And he goes to do it, and Ruben just flatlines. He's like, well, I can't do anything about bringing people back from yeah, the dead. Yeah, he just goes, well, I can't cure death. Yeah, you guys can't are cure death. You guys are screwed. Well, if you go, oh, yeah, he's like, listen, if the situation keeps on darking, then you got to do yourself a favor and pop by uh, Pirates of the Pancreas. I mean, it's uh, it's the top priority, is it, too? You know, get you guys out there. But, I mean, if it becomes impossible, then you got to you gotta treat yourself. You know? <laughs> And again, like, so attached to something that he's, like, completely blind to, like, the flaws of. Just cracks me up. So I like it, though, because then Morty is kind of infatuated with this girl who they find inside Ruben's body. I think she worked at the Chiro Center. Her name is Anne. Um, Annie. Annie. And it's great because he's trying to, like, you know, he's... And Morty really does take charge in this episode, but I'm not sure if it's so much that he wants to live or he's just trying to impress this girl. It's probably a little bit of both. Because uh, it's very interesting because the guy calls him, like, a 12-year-old, and then Morty's like, I, I'm not 12, you know, I'm 14. I'm and actually gr- 14. She's like, oh, good for good you. Good for you. And then just Rick is all like, oh, Morty, strike one. Like, because he's, like, listening to everything, which I think is great. But, again, I think it kind of goes back to, like, I don't think... Morty is nearly as dumb as people think he is. And I think that probably most likely observing Rick and like having spent as much time with Rick as he has, he probably kind of picked up on some cues and learned how to improvise. Well, it is true because like you do notice how Morty does evolve throughout, you know, throughout this season and throughout the next couple of seasons where he becomes more like he's like the only one that kind of defies Rick sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. in the very first episode when they're flying in the car. And he's all like, I'm going to blow it all up. He's like, no, I'm taking control. And like, he kind of like, you know, he does, him, yeah. you know, to, and try to, you know, take the car down. So he does have like, he's not just someone who can push around, you know, because I mean, prime example in a later episode, when you get to like the multiverse of stuff, like yeah. Morty kind of takes charge at a certain point, And that's the only way Rick and Morty got out of there is because of Morty actually was finally like, no, I'm done with this kind of stuff. So it is very interesting. So it was kind of cool to see Morty not so much of a pushover and actually have some ideas because, like, he's like, wait! Like, when they find out the body is dying and they're in the small intestines, which I think is freaking hilarious with small intestines where it's just like, they have the It's a Small World-like song yeah. playing, but it's like, it's a small intestine! It's a you know, small, small intestine! <laughs> the I one l- guy's like, it goes on like this for miles. And then Dr. B- Bloob is just all like, and then we get to the large intestines! Like, he's so, like, <laughs> ecstatic about it like john oliver like just added this like fun like because it's like he's supposed to be like welcome to jurassic park yeah you know, he's literally supposed to be that guy but he puts this nice like oh fun and and <laughs> things like that but i also love when and when they're in the food court like they're trying to figure out like someone sabotaged something he's all like keep your eye on annie she's been written up seven times at the food court yeah, like, for, like from a manager at the churro stand at the churro stand but you're like wait that's the person you're eyeballing right now like not the guy who has the gun and the other explorer dude like the she, other guy who obviously knows the inner workings of the park but you're eyeing like that churro girl the churro girl it's like <laughs> good on you like that would have been so bad if that was like uh what's his face like he's all like i'm lo- i'm watching you ian malcolm like yeah what? like i had nothing to do i with got attacked by a t-rex like i how could i do anything i'm on the table with you like <laughs> i'm bleeding like um but yeah it's a it's a really exciting episode so they deal with uh like uh, like i said like morty was actually showing like a lot of smarts in this episode such mm-hmm. as uh the body's feeling with gas uh Dr. Bloom mentions that, and then Morty gets the idea of, like, oh, dude, let's set, you know, uh, this gonorrhea monster on fire. Uh, And they're like, sweet, you know, light a match, it explodes. They're like, oh, okay, kind of thing. Um, It's also funny because they're being chased by hepatitis A shows up in the beginning. 
and then uh, they then I love this part. So they get to they get to the bone. They're in the thing. Oh yeah, that's right. They're in like a theater, and like Ruben has like this animatronic going like. Oh, oh which I wanted to point out, but yeah, it was yeah. kind of it was really funny. Like in that area, there is like they're showing Xenon Bloom eating ice cream, and it's exactly like a complete callback to the Jurassic Park oh. thing. Whenever. Uh, the older gentleman is eating ice cream because it's going to melt. But it's like it's showing him like shoveling ice cream and he like drops a piece. He's like, oh, drop that one. And he like puts another piece in it. Like you can see it like dissolving into his, his body. Stomach. Yeah, I love how like, they designed that character. But it just cracks me up that he's like it, they took the time and effort to like show him like drop a piece. He's just like, oh, drop that. And yeah, just, just keep eating. going. <laughs> but it's it's funny because you have Ruben, this animatronic, like he's all like, I let me tell you about like my life. And then you just hear like, like the crap. My life started in the... The, the crash of the like internet uh, stockholders, or yeah. Like that. And he's just, just like, like, oh shit! It's just like, but I love it because then uh, all of a sudden Morty's like, he finally hit it off with Anne, Annie, and Annie, like, and and they're like making out and stuff yeah. like that. And then she's like, you can put your fingers wherever you want. And then what I love is like Rick is just like, oh Morty, could you put on a mute or something? Like I don't want to hear this. And then like. Oh, Jerry being upset with uh, everything that's happening in, uh, mm. during Christmas. He comes in, he's like, Rick, uh, he's like, I can't talk now, Morty. I got smaller fish to fry. Yeah. Like, he's like, right now you're my only sane, like, family member. My, you're only my sane, re- you're my you're only, only sane, sane relative. relative right now. And he's like, relative, relative. Morty, can you get to the nipple? And I love it because Morty's like, yeah, man, I'm trying to get to, oh, yeah, can you get to the left nipple? I'm trying to get to both of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then he has the idea, like, you see him just, like, he just yells at Jerry, Jerry, hand me a scalpel and a thing of dynamite. A bundle of, of dynamite, dynamite. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. So then they get the idea that they're going to escape from uh, Ruben's nipple uh, thing. But, of course, Rick, like, loads his body into his car, takes off, and then he's in space and just kicks it out and then expands, expands it. it, makes it large. Oh, so jumping back oh, a yeah, little go bit right ahead. Uh, to the the thing that's going on with the rest of the family for Christmas, I absolutely love because it shows them, like, sitting on the, like, uh, in the floor of the living room and, like, the summer's granddad is, like, playing the drums. Yeah, like, playing the like, drums. Bongos and they just keep going Christmas drums. Yeah. Like, like and she's like seeing this retarded song and then like her boyfriend Ethan shows up but I, my favorite part about this episode is just he's trying to open the sliding glass door he's like like it really goes like summer and it's just like the most effeminate thing I've ever seen and it was just so funny it's like they took the time and effort to like completely bash on this dude before you even know who he is but then it's interesting because then they dove deep on this kid's like a little piece of this kid yeah. you don't know much about where it's just like holy shit that's dark like he's like yeah. my brother maybe a girl and you're just like oh what like oh yeah. is this some Michael Jackson shit with that like happened? details yeah too. details like, and stuff like, what the fuck it, it's just crazy but I love the fact that Jerry gets fed up and then yeah that's when he walks out yeah. and goes sees Rick but I, so they they push this body out they make it huge and it just covers the entire United States and like people like up in like uh, New York they're like we got eyes over here and stuff like that and these other guys are like California's like we got feet you know what they say about big feet you can imagine what's happening in the over the it? Rocky Mountains over the Rocky Mountains I love it because it just shows this guy just like chopping away wood and then he looks over takes like the sweat off his brain you just see the shadow and you just see the head of like the dick and then he's just like and like could you imagine if that actually happened like yeah. like someone just like ballooned this body out actually now that i think about it i'm pretty sure arizona would see either the penis or at least the hip mm-hmm. so so but i love that there we go sorry i'll edit that part out 
No, it just froze, and then the computer just went black, and I was like, ah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it kicked back. I was like, okay, so I'll just I can take her there. Anyways, yeah, you'll you'll hear a little bit of weirdness, and then nothing. <laughs> Anyways, I'll fix that, but you're still gonna have to listen to this. So we were talking about so like they're he's like, oh, we can take the bone train. Yeah. Would you like to ride the bone train? And and he's just like, yeah, yeah, if it's, it'll get us out of here. here. How about you, son? Would you like to ride the bone train? Are you seriously doing this bit right now? Come on, we gotta go. Like, yeah. and then I love it's it. It's like an E. coli ends up on the the bone train. Yeah, but I love when E. coli starts coming. But first, he's like, "All right, so we don't have an automatic pilot, so one of us is gonna have to sit here and like." Oh you yeah, know, and do it's the like thing. a full like five seconds five of, sec- silence of silence. Silence. He's all like, um, uh, "You're right. That's uh, you're right." Uh, that was a dick move. Of that me was a to dick pause. move of me to pause right there. All right, I'll do it. And they're like, "I love how he gets him to escape." He goes, "Oh wait." There is, is a- an automatic pilot. No, wait, come back. No, no, it's fine. I wanted to die here. It's okay. Like, <laughs> he finally just switches thing. So you then go. The- oh. oh, yeah. I was just going to say, it was kind of interesting looking at how they created the E. coli because they have like a little creature like in the little crystal part of the head. And, and then, then down got- below, it's got like legs and another mouth. Yeah, it's I interesting. It I actually thought it was interesting how they were actually creating like the different monsters, such as yeah. hepatitis A, like how it looked and also like gonorrhea and like how they made them like kind of look. And even the Black Plague. Yeah, like, the, the Black, Black Plague. Plague actually looked cute. Yeah, the Black Plague looked cute. Yeah, that's when you find <laughs> out, J- uh, what was it, uh, G- Gerard? Uh, no, it was... Uh, Alejandro. No. No. Um, oh, God, who crap. was the guy? I can't remember if his name began with a P or a C. Hold on. I have it. the IMDB up. I'll just pull it up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Poncho. Yes, Poncho. I'm like Alejandro Poncho. Um, so anyways, yeah. So he was trying to steal, like, kind of like Nedley from uh, Jurassic Park. He was trying to steal one of the viruses to sell, you know, on the black market or pretty much to anybody. Like yeah. he said, he was just all like, what was his list? His list was all like, he's like, yeah, the, 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 you know, Afghanistan, I'll sell it to, um, yeah, he said, uh, ah, crap. I can't remember. He's like Republicans, but then he's just like, uh, Oh yeah. Like fat people on the internet yeah. who are like pissed off about their lives and you just want to watch the world burn. You're yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck is going and on? He's just like, is better than working for you. And you're yeah. just like, like, what? You iTunes, gift card as a holiday gift giving mother fucker it's just like and then it gets killed yeah then it gets bitten or whatnot but uh yeah so then it's uh it's uh ruben's body up in space uh they jump uh, out into rick's car uh, his body explodes and what i love is like all of a sudden beth is like having this revelation of like i don't know we gave jerry like this like you know to live today and he kind of ignored it i don't know if our marriage could survive and you just see blood start hitting like the thing and it just starts raining pouring just down pouring blood and then everyone's flipped down and, and then summer's like it's raining blood <laughs> and then i love it because it's like uh they all find Jerry like in his den and he's like, Oh, it's okay. It's everything's going to be the okay. The TV says everything's going to be, be okay. fine here. Everyone take a screen and then just go back to how they were at the beginning of the yeah. episode. And then I love it. Cause Rick and Morty come back and they're just like, uh, oh, I like, am like Morty's like all relieved that they got out. And then Rick is all just pissed off that he lost the anatomy park. Mm-hmm. And then Annie is like, oh, yeah, I said oh, yeah, seen on right. Bloom's work or Dr. Bloom's work. I believe I can replicate. He's like, oh, my God, hold your breath. And like immediately shrinks her <laughs> back down. down and, and Morty's like, like puts, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell, man? I really liked her. Oh, yeah, Morty, whatever. You dodged the bullet on that one. Well, what do you mean? Uh, things were going great. She's got a lumpy vagina. Oh, he's like, puffy vagina. Yeah, puffy She's vagina. Like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Sure I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I love it. So they come back and they just see everybody on their screens. And, and I love it because right in the first episode, Rick's all like, there is no gun. I'm going to rip yeah. that bandaid right off. He's like, oh, seriously, there was like a. There was a baby born, you know, Jesus Christ, like, come Jesus on. Jesus Christ was born today. Jesus Christ, your savior, was born today. Right. And you're just sitting around like a bunch of mindless drones. <laughs> and it's funny because it's interesting. So Rick always breaks the fourth wall. That's a character that we realize that's what he's just going to do. And it's like the Deadpool aspect, you know, he just breaks the fourth wall and whatnot. But this was actually an episode where only one other character that I know of so far, which I'm actually going to have to go back in and check to other ones. But Jerry breaks the fourth wall where he actually looks at the audience and kind of like raises, shrugs his hands, you know, puts yeah. his hands up and stuff like that. And then the episode ends. Uh, yeah. Cause I never even noticed until you pointed that out. Yeah. Like I, I've always, I, cause you watch everybody else and then I was looking at Jerry and then Jerry was like the only one that actually like put his screen down and went like, hmm, and like looked at the audience. You're like, Oh wait, well, that's interesting kind of yeah. thing. So it's very like, I wonder if other people notice it. I mean, I don't know if it means anything or whatnot, but what I like, this is what I think is so funny about this show is like right now we're just getting like episodes and it reminds me a little bit of doctor who where right off the bat you get like you thrown into this adventure then you get another adventure another adventure but then it's not until a certain episode where you start realizing oh there's the story arc this is what they're building to you know kind of thing so they kind of just have because they do a couple of these random uh adventures up until like (laughs) almost like episode nine where they finally drop something in this first season that you're like wait a minute. No, actually, it's episode 10 where they drop in. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. There's a lot to this than what they've just been kind of showing us. Um, but I do like this at the end. Of course, the credits roll and they have that little part at the end. And then that's right. You have Alejandro, which I didn't know was voiced by uh, Dan Harmon, which is funny because he's bird person. So I only know his voice just says like, don't you know like don't be a dick like very low very monotone very like very calm calm and stuff and then this was this one it was this didn't even sound like him. yeah it's just like, like hi this is alejandro hi this so, is alejandro and we were thinking you know we we're thinking about uh what uh what does that pancreas, pancreas do? do uh and it does does uh, it make pirates no, no it, it makes, makes insulin <laughs> so we're gonna have to click and i just love more he's all like they're building a piece of shit in you they're building a monument to <laughs> To mediocre, yeah, no, mediocrity, and it's like freaking Ethan, yeah, which Ethan. is Summer's boyfriend, is now has like this going on, and I just love how he's just like, cool, cool. So, so who, who pays, pays me? me? Like yeah. it just ends, but um, yeah, it's a it's a really fun episode. I think they picked a really great like voice cast, and you know Oliver uh, John Oliver just fucking nails it with that character. Yeah, um, even like the side characters, such as it's like Leonard Smith just being. Uh, Dana Carvey, like his, yeah, it's it, you're, oh, you're like, what? And also, I forgot about I love whenever like the one guy gets his foot caught, and it's like this whole thing about he's like, Tell my wife I love her, of course, we got a divorce, and she changed her last name, and she might have changed the kids too, so she might be kind of hard to, to track down. So, and then he yeah, dies. Google, dude, it's <laughs> yeah. just dead, and you're just like, Oh, it's always like that. They just tell because usually they're just like, Tell my wife I love her, and you're like, Okay, that should be easy to find, but he's just like. Goes on this off on this whole ridiculous thing of like, well, she might have changed her last name. It probably is, and then he died. And you and realize like, he oh. probably could have just said the woman's name and her last name, just be yeah. like, tell so and so I love them or whatnot. And but the, he had to explain. Kids, but he had to explain like the small little backstory, and you're like, oh, that guy got dealt a shitty hand. Like this well, is like random. At that point, I feel like it's kind of on him for. <laughs> yeah, it's just yo know, exactly. That's what it comes to. Where it's like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember that guy. But um, yeah, because you don't even ever find. I think you find out his first name, but it's very quick at the beginning, and that's the only time they ever say his name, and they don't ever really like mention his last name Mm -hmm. or like anywhere that like anybody could have like actually tracked down his wife. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, no, it's just it's just a fun episode. So also, I just had this thought: what happened to the rest of the people? Because like she was saying, like he was saying that Annie got written up by her manager at the churro stand. But like, where was the manager that, at the churro that's stand? That's the other thing I was curious about because the park was unless other people just got. Eaten, killed already. Like, maybe or maybe the like they like evacuated and those were the only people left. Or yeah, something? maybe. Well, yeah, maybe Doctor Bloom, uh, per, uh, Xenon Bloom, Xenon Bloom was uh, waiting. You know, for you know whatever, like trying to. Uh, you know, it, it's a very interesting thing. But yeah, you just have to realize like there could have just been a bunch of like even just small bodies inside of Reuben that just got destroyed. After. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so what I'm going to ask you because I finally have a guest. On the show, and I know a lot of people will probably usually have the most the same answer with stuff. But uh, so, if you have to like knock down your like, I would say your like your favorite characters. Uh, who do you, who are like characters you kind of most? I would say probably most relate to. I want to say in this episode or in or the just no, just in, in just in the Rick and Morty universe in general. There's like certain characters that are like, oh, I really enjoy these characters, or just like you know, like what's maybe your favorite character or the character that you can kind of go, oh, I can relate <laughs> to that, like. You know, for the longest time, I didn't really have one, but now, like, more recently, I feel like the two, weirdly enough, the two characters that I can relate the most to are Unity and Summer. Mm. And, like, I didn't even think about, like, how much of an impact Summer has on Rick's life until, like, I, like a, cu- a few episodes later, like, I think Raising Gazorpazorp was the first episode that you really get to see Summer kind yeah, of break out. Yeah, that's actually one of the first and, episodes where Summer goes with Rick on an actual adventure yeah. kind of thing. And then you actually get to see Summer, like, actually, like, kind of be a badass. And, like, she, you see, like, how smart she actually is. And then, like, you see it again in... Um, the episode uh, whenever she's working at the antique store. With the devil, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say that part, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I'm pretty way. sure most people have already seen that I would episode. Hope but if, yeah, whenever she's working with way, the devil. Are, if people are listening to the Rick and Morty podcast, I'm kind of hoping they've already been watching the show because right now we're just spoiling <laughs> so much shit for them. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, but I already put that disclaimer on the first episode. So if you didn't listen to that and you're jumping into this one, first off, why are you doing that? Second of all, thank you for listening. Third of all, I love you. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's kind of like, and also the, so jumping back a little bit into the devil episode, that's kind of like the episode that you see, like, okay, Rick actually does care about Summer's opinion. Yeah, yeah. And I think at that, like before that point, she was just kind of like, she was there, but she went like, Rick didn't really pay attention to her that much. No, yeah, because there is, because ep- he was more focused on Morty. Yeah. Cause there's an episode in, um, season three where they gave Summer actually a lot of responsibility, yeah. even though she's towards the t- tail end of that episode. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, but to give her that much power, pretty much like that's the only person Rick trusts at that point. If this shit happens, this mm-hmm. is the person that's going to get me out of it kind of thing. So that is like, like you said, that is a big, big deal, you know, kind of thing. And, so, also, and yeah, it's like, and the other person that's like one of the few people that Rick ever actually trusted was Unity. And, like, I feel like Unity had, like, this huge impact on Rick's life. And then I think that, like, obviously, like, Rick is still in love with her. Mm-hmm. It's just he doesn't want to admit it. But, and it's, like, kind of interesting because it's, like, she basically s- said something to the effect of, you're better than what I do without even trying. Yeah, without even trying kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, that's what I love about this show. It does a lot of good. You know, it has like these fun kind of episodes where they're interesting. They open some doors and you're like, okay, but then when they start building this story arc and you start finding out like such as the Unity episode, uh, which we'll get to when we get to season two. But it's like one of those episodes where it really kind of gave you a little bit of more of Rick's backstory because, again, 
you're rolling into this series knowing that, okay, Rick has been gone from the family's life for like so many years, but there's all these things that keep popping up where you're like, wait a minute kind of stuff, which we'll dive into in later episodes on uh, a podcast C-137. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting though. Like yeah. I've, I've been noticing that with like they've they've taken the time to actually start developing their characters, and then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, these they all kind of have a purpose, you know, kind of thing. And it's also kind of funny because uh, they have Ethan in this episode as Summer's boyfriend, and then he does make a reoccurrence in season three. Like freaking like uh, two seasons later, they're like, oh yeah, you remember Ethan from yeah. the f- like the one of the first episodes of yeah, the first yeah, season? Yeah. He's back. Yeah, he's and you're back. Like, oh, it's it's really <laughs> kind of cool. They do a lot of that kind of stuff, which I do enjoy, where you get to see certain characters come back or whatnot, or like jokes that they make. Such yeah. as there's one with one guy. He's like, are you kidding, Morty? Like half of half of the people I, that are trying to kill me. Uh, today I'll be smoking like dr- weed with them a week later. Like it's, yeah, and he was like, "See Gearhead over there. He tried to kill me, and now he's at my party, yeah. kind of thing." Yeah, like kind of. It's just like how he rolls and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so I think I'm trying to think. If there's anything else with this episode um, that we want to Sorry. talk about, or anything else Rick and Morty related you'd like to discuss? Uh, no, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode, at least. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank you, Anna, for being uh, the first guest host on the Rick and Morty's uh, podcast, uh, C-137. No, C- what was it? Podcast C-137. I can't even remember that. No wonder no one can find this shit. I can't even remember <laughs> what the fuck it's called. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. There was I like get to my... pop the guest cherry. Yeah, you get to pop the, the guest cherry. So, yeah, anybody, if you're a fan of Rick and Morty next week, well, next week's episode actually might be very interesting. It might be the first time I'm popping my mom's cherry on a podcast ever which sounds really dirty (laughs) after i just said that so this is funny people should listen to this episode because i don't think i'm ever going to say that ever again yeah please don't yeah no i don't want to (laughs) um but my mom's favorite episode i believe is is next if i'm not mistaken i have to double check that but my mom loves the mr meeses character for whatever reason which i i love how she loves this episode which i felt was like almost the that's the turning part of the darkness yeah. of Rick and Morty because that has some fucked up shit that happens to Morty in that episode that you're like, oh, my God. And that's when you're like, oh, there's actually stakes. Like, it's not just going having fun. Like, there yeah. was like, oh, shit. Like, they dropped some heavy shit. So, uh, so yeah, tune in. Hopefully we'll be actually on schedule every other Sunday. Same podcast time, same podcast channel for our radio network. I have not come out with a closing for this show yet. I've been trying to figure out what I can say. Wubba lubba dub dub. I thought about that, but I thought that was too on the nose. Oh, uh, just go, grass tastes bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grass. Oh, yeah. Until next time, kids. Grass tastes bad. <laughs> Whoa, Morty, that was crazy. That was that was a pretty good episode, you think? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of nice when uh, when Steve, you know, kind of has a guest host. You know, it, it kind of really helps the, the show flow a lot better, you know? Y- you're right, Morty. It's always good to have someone to go back and forth with, just like you and me. Ha, huh? yeah, that's what I was just thinking, Rick. Like, it's pretty cool, right? Like, we, you and I can go back and forth. I know, Morty, it's great. We're almost like that Abbott and Costello or whatever bullshit's out there or whatnot. 
Anyways, I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, we'll be back, uh, hopefully, uh, on schedule, but who knows? You know, Steve, uh, Steve-O, you're, you, you kind of suck sometimes. Oh, jeez, Rick, like I said, come on, uh, let up on him. Morty, again, I don't, I don't own these people anything. Anyways, we out, bitches, yeah! This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Lick, lick, lick my balls! Yeah, say that all the time. Lick my balls.